Welcome to the Building 58 podcast. We're so glad you joined us today. My name is Chris Taves, along with my amazing and lovely wife, Heather, by the same last name. That's true. Thank you for that lovely introduction. You're welcome. So today we want to talk about uh, something I think we all struggle with. Mm-hmm. Our purpose in life, mm. our calling in life. It's something that I've battled with. I know you've battled with. Mm-hmm. I think every one of us battles with it. So why do you think we struggle with that, Heather? Well, I I think that it's probably the number one thing that I hear from people. Mm-hmm. The number one question, the number one struggle. Um, people don't know what they're supposed to do with their lives in terms of their calling. And, you know, they, they get really hung up on like, well, I'm not, I don't know what my purpose is. I don't know what my calling is. I mean, if I hear it once in a week, I hear it five times from people just really struggling with this. So I don't think it's something that is uncommon. I think we've all been in, in situations and in seasons in our life where we've asked that same question. Don't you think we put this wrong expectation on ourselves and our children of this perfect little white picket fence, you know, how mindset of what you want to be when you grow up? Oh, absolutely. I mean, it starts from an early age. I think it's really ingrained in us because one of the first things that you hear asked of kids is, well, what do you want to be when you grow up? And so you're already, as as adults, we're already setting kids up for this expectation of like, you have to figure out what you want to be when you grow up. One, I think that does such a disservice to children to think only about what they want to be when they grow up and not casting vision about who they are right now. Absolutely. You know, because kids have this amazing capacity to be so see the world in such an amazing way, in such a free way that adults mm-hmm. don't have. And but yet we limit this idea of what you want to be when you grow up by asking that question of our kids. And I like I get where it comes from. I get where the the premise of it lies, but I think it's so it's almost like chains that we put around, almost like bondage that mm-hmm. we put around our kids and then that translates into the same kind of bondage for us as adults because we feel like, did I ever achieve that? Did I ever really grow into what I wanted to become when I grew up? Am I am I failing because I didn't meet this expectation? Um, and so I think even, I think when you're talking about just normal everyday life, you know, that's one issue. But then when you translate that into a, a biblical calling or a biblical ministry or any any sort of um, ministry that the church world would consider a calling that's just that's even a whole nother level I think we too put too much emphasis on what the the quote-unquote calling is of someone's title of, yeah. I, I what I'm saying is what someone does to earn a paycheck yes when that's only a very small, portion of who you actually are as a person right who god's actually called you to be right right so you talked about you mentioned it like as kids we we ask them what they want to be when they grow up and we've been asked that as kids which i think does a disservice because it it we don't focus on what we're doing right here right now what's right in front of us yeah that's right we have a tendency as 
as humans to either focus on the past and, and live in regret yes. and hold on to those, which For is sure. a, a form of bondage, yeah. or focus on the future mm-hmm. way what too far become. out and what we want mm-hmm. to become, these like pie-in-the-sky mm-hmm. dreams right. that aren't necessarily reality, instead of focusing on what's right in front, front of you That's and so being good. who you are in that moment. That's so good. And so I guess as a challenge to parents and as a challenge to us as parents, the better question to ask your kids is, what's right in front of you right now that you can use what God has already put in you to affect the lives of people right in front of you. Like right. how and that's that's a very adult adultish way of speaking to a child. So in in kids terms like hey guys, what are the things that you are already really good at that can help inspire or show your friends that you love them or show your parents that you're going to be respectful and obedient to them or um, help your grandma and grandpa out. Like Casting that vision for our kids, that their calling is right now. But it's not just for kids either. It's for all of us to focus on what is the next thing, what's right in front of me right now. I've worked with so many people over the years that just live for the weekend, that live for... Friday. Yeah. And oh crap, you know, Monday's coming. Yeah. But oh yay, Friday's coming. Right. And instead of like looking at their life of, man, every day is a journey. Every mm-hmm. day is a blessing. Every breath that you have is from God. Like, what is God, what coworker has God put in front of you in the cubicle next to mm-hmm. you that you're meant to speak into their life? Mm-hmm. What situation at, at, at lunch that you're at mm-hmm. is that server that's there mm-hmm. that you're interacting with mm-hmm. that God's put in front of you that you're blind to. Right. You know, that's the mentality we need to live in is mm-hmm. right here and right now instead of what's behind us and what's way in front of us. Yeah. Not that we can't have goals. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Not that we can't have dreams, but you have to live in the present. Yeah, that's so good. So moving on into what it looks like inside the church, because I think this is really where a lot of us as followers of Jesus get tripped up is we think that, well, I have to figure out what my calling is. I have to figure out where I'm supposed to serve him. Well, And the answer is everywhere, every mm-hmm. day. Like your calling is to be a follower of Jesus, to be a light, to not hide your light under a bushel, to be a light in a dark world, and to every single day ask God to use you in a way that fulfills the call of your life, the reason he put us here on this earth. And we make it so complicated, don't you think? We make it complicated when it's really simple. It's simple, yet very difficult. Like when Jesus is saying the same thing to you and me that he said to his disciples, his Mm -hmm. first disciples, Simon Peter and, and James and John, when he approached them on the fishing boats and he said, guys, come and follow me. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, he was saying, come and follow me. But what he was saying was drop everything, leave everything that you've ever known and follow me. And it's the highest calling, but it's the best calling. It's it's simple, but it's very difficult. And he's saying the same thing to you and me today. Right. And I, yes. And I, I agree with that. I'm not contradicting that scripture at all, but I think for us to put that in relative terms for us today, you know, it's not, it's not likely that God is saying like, quit your job, leave everything that you know behind, leave your families and follow me. Like that's, that's what he did to those 12 apostles, those 12 disciples, but putting it in our 
like terms, our terms today, what does that look like? So he's saying, look at this from a different perspective. Instead of fishing for fish, you're fishing for people. Yeah. And so whatever you're doing, wherever you're going, whatever, wherever you're stepping, you are stepping after me. That doesn't mean that you have to stop what you're doing right now and change career paths and do something completely different. No, he, you can follow him completely and wholeheartedly in whatever your your title is, whatever your job is that you're doing today. Right. You're a server at a restaurant. Right. You follow Jesus at, at that restaurant doing right. the best job that you can do yeah, absolutely interacting with people he's always about people mm-hmm. yeah but don't we put such an emphasis on titles and thinking like if we don't have a title that fits into this ministry ideal then we're not fulfilling our calling and i think we've got it backwards i think just like jesus called those disciples um to follow him he's calling us to follow him in whatever our roles are right now I feel like most people miss out on what their calling is and what's right in front of them because they think it has to look a certain way. They think it has to fit inside a description. They think it has to fit inside a box or an ideology. And I just, I love this passage from 1 Corinthians um, chapter 12 where he's talking about spiritual gifts. And I I 100% believe that God gives each of us spiritual gifts. He gives some people very clear spiritual gifts and more than one. I don't think we're limited to just one spiritual gift. But this is what it says. There are different kinds of spiritual gifts, but the same spirit is the source of them all. There are different kinds of service, but we serve the same Lord. God works in different ways, but is the same God who does the work in all of us. A spiritual gift is given to each of us so we can help each other. And then it goes on to talk about the different kinds of spiritual gifts. And I think that's just the beauty of it is that God is, it says right there, God has given us all different spiritual gifts. Mm -hmm. He's also put us all in different roles. He's put us on different platforms. And so whatever your platform is, whether you are a photographer or you're a pastor or you're in sales or you stay at home with your kids or you're a garbage collector or you do nails or you sell shampoo, whatever it is, no matter what it is, God has put you on that platform, giving you that platform different than what other people have so that you can, by the power of the Holy Spirit in you, you can use your gift and your platform Mm -hmm. to love people. The gifts are given to us to serve people and to love people. So you don't need to figure out what your gift is. You just need to walk in whatever it is that you're doing right now in a way that brings glory to God and points people to Jesus. Being present in what you're doing right now and then reflecting him. It's like the the picture of of what the moon does for the sun. It reflects. It's it doesn't it doesn't have its own light, but it reflects the sun, Jesus, yeah, onto the earth. And that's what we're called to do. Wherever we are, whatever we're doing, we're called to be not fishers of fish, but mm-hmm. fishers of people. Yeah. And that's what Jesus was saying to the disciples. Yeah, we're in the people You don't have business. to change your career, your title, but you have to reflect him in whatever you're doing. And no matter where you are, no matter what your job title is, if you're a follower of Jesus, you're in the people business. Yep. Like that, it, that's the main thing. But it's more about being present, being aware, and being your hands and heart wide open mm-hmm. saying, God, use me today to reflect yourself onto whatever situations or people that I come across. Yeah. Instead of focusing on the past yeah. or the future so much that you can actually live and step forward into the present. Yeah. Yeah. 
And I think as we do that, as we honor God by loving his people, he begins to reveal in us the things that we're best at, Mm -hmm. the things that we're really crafted in his image to do in this world. Because I do believe that he's given people special abilities and special gifts that they are needed in this world. Mm -hmm. But we don't always know what it is right away. And so we don't give up and we don't get discouraged just because we can't identify it. We just keep being faithful with the people he's put in front of us. And eventually that journey of walking and being faithful and taking that next step reveals what it is that we're actually the best at. It's using the platform that you have Mm -hmm. right now Mm -hmm. to the best ability that you can for God's glory. And then he'll give you a different platform and another platform and another platform. But it's about being present in that moment and using that platform for him. Because God doesn't think in short time spans. Right. He thinks in thousands of years. Yeah. Like we we live in such such an instantaneous generation, such a fast food mentality that we don't think in long term like he does. Right. And he may be thinking you know, thousands of years down the road right. for what you're about to do now that yeah. will help cause a ripple effect right. that will cause a multiplication effect That's right. thousands of years down yeah. the road. Yeah. You may not be even be around to see it, Yeah, but that's what your part in his story is. Mm-hmm. That's so good. And I think that it really helps us not focus so much on ourselves and what am I supposed to do? And it helps us really focus on Who's right in front of us? And, you know, I think about my life. So I'll be 40 in a couple months, a few months. (laughs) Yeah. And I look back at all of the different, quote unquote, callings that I've had. They've changed. Mm -hmm. They've come and they've gone. And most of them have a common thread. Mm -hmm. God using the gifts that he's put inside of me in each of those different seasons and each of those different callings. But one of the very common themes of all of the callings that I've had, if you were to look back at all of the things that I've done in my life, is that I had a willing heart. I had a willing attitude to go and do whatever God had put right in front of me, whatever was in that moment, in that season Mm -hmm. that he had for me to do, I went and did it. And it's changed. It's gone through different phases of life. And I I feel like it will probably change again, you know, in in the next little while. And he'll have something else for me to do. And the thread has been my willingness to serve in whatever capacity he needed me in, in that moment, in that season, and obedience to hear his voice and walk out that calling. Um, And not to get too hung up on the fact that when he was ready to move me on, he was going to move me on. Yeah. No, that's really good, Heather. I think, man, so much of the time we're so focused on a title and um, a position that we don't really have our heart condition. It always comes back to the heart condition. Is our heart open? Are our hands wide open to really hear his voice and then turn when he says turn or move when when he says move? Because it's about him working through us. It's not about us. None of this is about us. It's yeah. all about his story and his fame and his glory. Yeah, and I think that the reality is life changes quickly and our callings need to change. Our purpose 
for which is what is right in front of us also sometimes needs to change quickly. You know, there was a season of my life where my calling was kids ministry and that's what I did. And I loved it. And I was full in, like all in to kids ministry. Well, now my calling is not kids ministry. My calling is to lead a church full of people and lead a team of people that are teaching God's word, but also to teach my own children. And like, that's my main calling right now, those two things. And so really, had I got so stuck in that, like, no, I'm supposed to be in kids ministry, I would be missing out right now on what God has for me right now in this Mm -hmm. season. So just being open to whatever's right in front of you and being okay if that also changes. So Heather, what would you say to a... 15 to 18 year old person that's listening to this and just struggling with there's so much pressure there's so much expectancy on what they're supposed to quote unquote be Mm -hmm. what would you say to that person well i would first say if you have godly parents that are giving you direction tune in to the wisdom that they have for you because it's probably god-given and significant for your life And don't put too much pressure on yourself to figure out what you're supposed to do. Ask the Lord for wisdom and just take the next step. If that means you go to college, do whatever it is that's in your heart right now. The Holy Spirit will lay that on your heart, you know, and do that. But don't get discouraged if that course changes. Mm -hmm. You know, it's at 15, 16, 17, 18 years old. It's really, I think, unfair of us to put that pressure on kids to try to figure out who they want to be, what they're supposed to be. And then look for people around you. I would say look up and look down. Look up at people that you admire and that you would respect and go to them and ask questions and gain wisdom and insight and understanding and knowledge. And then look down, say, who's below me that I can impart wisdom to, that I can serve, that I can encourage, you know? And I tell um, young women around me all the time, like, I speak into their lives, but I challenge them like you speak into my daughter's life. You know, we have an eight-year-old daughter and I'm telling 15, 16-year-olds like you encourage her. You tell her that her body image isn't just about what she looks like on the outside, but it's about her Mm -hmm. heart. And so I think at every age, we need to be looking at who's ahead of us and who's behind us and and learning from those ahead of us and um, encouraging and equipping, empowering those beneath us. Yeah, that's really good, Heather. So what about... Let's talk about people that are in like the 40, 50, 60 year old range who maybe have said, you know, man, I'm a failure. I didn't accomplish what I thought I'd accomplish. Like, you know, there's no more left for me. I'm just kind of just cruising, um, you know, don't really have ambition to give it all that, that Jesus really wants for them. Oh, I think that one's so easy. I think that's easier than the 15 to 18 year olds at 15 to 18. You're still trying to figure out who you are and what you're supposed to do with the rest of your life at 40, 50 and 60. I think it's, it's love God and love people. Mm -hmm. And if you are really pursuing a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ, first and foremost, like that is the most important thing, but then loving people who's right in front of you. So is it your coworkers that are right in front of you? Is it your grandchildren? Is it your husband or your wife or your friends or maybe your aging parents? Like who's right in front of you? Mm-hmm. Love those people. Sacrifice for those people. And I just, I feel like you will just find 
find your purpose and your calling through loving God and loving people. And I see such a beautiful example of this in my mom. She's in that early 60-year-old range. Sorry, mom, just gave your age away. Whoops. <laughs> but she does this so beautifully. Like her, the, her calling in life in her earlier years was to raise her kids. And she did a phenomenal job and she was all in. Like she loved that season of her life. Well, now her kids are all grown, but her some of her kids especially, you know, have a lot of littles and have kids that need she, they need help with. And she does that so beautifully. And she sees the people right in front of her. And right now it's her, her children and her children's children, her grandchildren. She's doing that in such a beautiful way. That's her calling mm-hmm. right now. And so I think like no one is too old to walk out the purpose of God in their life right now in the season, but open your eyes to the people around you. And I bet you'll find your calling. And we truly need like every single person from zero to to 105 living out their calling that's what makes a beautiful that's what makes the church the body yeah functioning at its healthiest when older people when younger people are learning from older people and 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 older people are encouraging younger people that's what makes it beautiful that's the way it should be yeah and as a almost 40 year old can i just say that the encouragement and the support of 50 and 60 year olds Mm -hmm. is like diamonds huge to me i will take it all day every day i might not do the things exactly the way that you would have done them like it might look different cultures changed and shifted a lot in the last 20 years and so it might look a little bit different but i can tell you that your encouragement and your cheerleading of me is everything Mm -hmm. and we probably as you know, 30, 40 year olds don't do a very good job of asking for their advice and their counsel. But I tell you what, their, their encouragement and empowerment of those of us that are just underneath them is so valuable and so um, important. So I, I think to sum some of this up is, and Jesus was all about people. Yeah. Right. He told the, the disciples, Hey, don't fish after fish. Mm-hmm. That's good stuff. But fish after people. Yeah. And you can do you can do that in what you're doing right now. Yeah. It's just a different perspective. Yeah. But I would encourage you, who's ever out there listening to this, to search for the one. Yeah. The one. Like who's the one? Jesus left the ninety nine yeah. for the one. Yeah. Like who's the one today that's right in front of you? Go after them. Focus on them. Everybody has one. Everybody has one that they can go after. And that's the heart of God. Yeah. It's it's one that makes the multiplication of many. Yeah, that's right. And so if you focus on the one, if you bring the love of Jesus to just one person mm-hmm. today, whether it's a coworker, whether it's someone serving you, whether it's someone in the grocery store at Starbucks, whether it's your kid, like whatever it is, you ask Jesus who's the one today and he'll show you. And you go after that one, that's the heart of God. That's yeah. your calling that's today. That's your calling. That is your calling. It's is. simple. It is. It may be hard, but it's simple. Yeah. And really, just for some very practical tips, all you have to do is open your eyes to the people around you and then ask questions. Mm-hmm. When you start to ask questions of people, yeah. ask them about themselves. Notice what they're saying and then ask them questions about yeah. that. They're like a 
open book. They will just start pouring their souls out to you. And right there, you have an opportunity to love and encourage them. And we've seen this time and time again, whether it's with Uber drivers. Yeah. They're driving us, whether it's with, we had a server at the restaurant that we were at that you just asked him a simple question and he just, uh, you know, unloaded with his heart came out and it created a connection and it was an unbelievable story. Right. And I don't know his, you know, I I don't know his, uh, whether he's saved. I don't know whether his relationship with Jesus, but it his heart that was that was revealed you know god says in the bible that mm. eternity he's placed eternity in the hearts of yeah. men and you could see eternity in his heart yeah his heart for people he may have be he may be a pre-christian like yeah. you know he's yet to find jesus yeah. i don't know but eternity was in his heart and you pull that out of him just by asking him a, a simple, simple question, question. Yeah. and it was beautiful and i think we need to do more of that yeah. just going after the one yeah forget all this crazy stuff forget Forget the titles and the positions and all that, yeah. all the striving that we do, right. and go after Jesus. And don't and be go scared. After the one. Don't be scared to ask questions of people. They're just waiting. Think about when someone's asked you a question, a real question, not just "Hey, how are you," but a real question, a personal question. Yeah. You're excited for the most part to answer that, to be heard, and so put yourself in the you know yeah. the other shoes and say, okay. I would want to be asked these questions now. What questions can I ask of someone that will draw life out of them? And then when you ask them a question, listen. Listen. Because like you said, people want to be heard. We've lost the art of listening in today's culture. I tell people all the time, you know, because I'm not some flamboyant salesman. That's my, that's my, what I get my, I paid to do. Yeah. As I'm a salesman, but I don't do a lot of talking. Honestly, mm-hmm. I do more listening than mm-hmm. I do talking yeah. because I hear what the problem is and then I create a solution. Yeah, that's and that's so really God's heart is listen to the people. There's desperation there yeah. and all they need is Jesus. Yeah, that's And so you're good. the vessel that helps fill that. That's so good. I love that. Well, good talk. Good talk. I love it. Hey, if you are listening to this podcast and you just think, I need some prayer or I need some encouragement. That is what we are here for. Building 58 is here to empower leaders and families. And we believe that everyone has leadership ability inside of them. Everyone is called to be a leader in their own spot, in their own way. And so just reach out to us through our Instagram. We're at building 58 on Instagram, or you can email us at building 58 B B L D G team. You got it at gmail.com. Yep or BLDG58 um, on Instagram. So either way, direct DM us or email us. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to hear what's going on in your life, how we can pray for you, or what you'd like to hear on a future podcast. Thanks so much for listening. We'll catch you next time.